Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Today is Friday. It's the 2nd of June. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. There are still three people unaccounted for following the collapse of a downtown Davenport apartment building. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith tells us the city made moves to make sure the owner does not skip on the bill. The city caught some flack after it reported that it had fined Andrew Wold just $395 following the collapse of his building. But Davenport City Attorney Tom Warner said the amount is immaterial. Focus on what it allows the city to do. When we bring that building down, it's going to be costly. The last thing we want is that owner to transfer that property and avoid that demolition leak. City records show MidAmerican Energy, the city, and the building's contracted engineer have had concerns about the safety of the building's western facade since the beginning of the year. City officials say the building remains structurally unsound and could fall at any time. Former President Donald Trump is attacking his main rival for the Republican presidential nomination in 2024. Trump made the comments while campaigning in Des Moines yesterday, just after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis wrapped up his first trip as an official candidate to this leadoff caucus state this week. Trump spoke to a conservative breakfast club at the Machine Shed restaurant in suburban Des Moines and blasted the Biden administration's energy and foreign policies, then mocked Ron DeSantis for saying Iowans should caucus for a candidate who can serve two terms during his swing through Iowa this week. I've got eight years. It's going to be eight years Let me tell you something. Right there, you should vote against him. It'll take me six months to have it totally the way it was. We'll have it fast. Trump also held a roundtable with local pastors and stopped at a campaign organizing event before a Fox News town hall. Republican Governor Kim Reynolds signed a lot of bills into law yesterday, including one that has to do with the Iowa caucuses. It requires them to be held in person. It's a response to the Iowa Democratic Party's plan to have voters submit their presidential preference cards by mail. Republican Party of Iowa Chair Jeff Kaufman says it'll preserve the state's position as the first in the presidential nominating process. Iowa Democratic Party Chair Rita Hart says they're committed to moving forward with their plan to make the caucuses more inclusive and that the new law ends decades of bipartisan work to preserve the caucuses. Governor Reynolds also signed a bill that puts new limits on public assistance programs that helps low-income and disabled Iowans. IPR's Katerina Sestarek has those details. The new law will deny food assistance, known as SNAP, to households that have more than $15,000 in assets, excluding a home and up to two cars. It'll require Iowans who get health insurance through Medicaid to cooperate with child support recovery. The new law also requires the state to have a real-time eligibility verification system for all public assistance. Republican supporters of the bill say it'll help ensure public assistance remains sustainable for those who really need it. Anti-hunger advocates say this will deny food to Iowans at a time when food insecurity is on the rise. Thousands of Iowans are expected to lose food and health care benefits each year starting in 2025. The law is expected to cost the state millions of dollars at the beginning and then save the state $8 million per year going forward. The new law takes effect July 1st. The governor also signed a bill that limits the state auditor's ability to access certain information. State Auditor Rob Sand is the only statewide elected official who is a Democrat. He says it's the worst pro-corruption bill in Iowa history. It allows state agencies being investigated for potential misuse of taxpayer funds to hide information if the governor agrees 
to it by blocking the auditor's ability to take them to court. In a recent Iowa PBS appearance, Reynolds says state officials should be able to resolve disagreements without going to court. And Iowa's U.S. Senators Joni Ernst and Chuck Grassley, both Republicans, both voted in favor of the debt ceiling and budget cuts package last night. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR. When you turn on a TV these days, it's easy to find a dating show. There's The Bachelor and Love Island, just to name a couple. And now there's even one focused on farmers. Saddle up and hang on real tight. It's going to be a wild, romantic ride. Oh boy, Fox's Farmer Wants a Wife recently wrapped up its first season. The show got Harvest Public Media's excrement Nunez wondering what dating is like for farmers and ranchers. And she started by visiting one of the show's contestants. Oklahoma rancher Landon Heaton never expected to wind up on TV. Then one day, he got an Instagram message from Fox. They approached me to do this show, and I said no 150 times, but the 151st, I said yes. Heaton calls himself a rancher first and a farmer second. In the show, Farmer Wants a Wife, Heaton is one of four farmers from across the country who are set up with single women from big cities to show them life on the farm. Farming and ranching is in my blood, but my lifestyle is not the easiest. My house is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, nearest neighbor's two and a half miles away, and dating apps are great, but you can only set that perimeter so wide. Heaton is 35 and lives alone about an hour outside of Oklahoma City, near a small town called Coyle. Not only does living in a town of about 350 people limit his dating prospects, he says the demand of working on a farm also took over his life. Why am I going to go out to the bars when i got to wake up at 6 in the morning and go check calves? Or it's calving season, or you've got whatever it is. And so that's kind of the pattern I've found myself in. As much as he loves his ranch, he says joining the show made him realize how valuable it is to find someone special. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what life... You, you build for yourself. If you don't have someone to share that with or pass that down to, then what'd you build it for? Every year, more and more young people are leaving their small farming communities behind, shrinking the dating pool for the 20 and 30-year-olds that stay. Kenneth Johnson is a demographer and sociologist at the University of New Hampshire. He says rural farming counties have lost about 40% of young adults each decade since the 1950s. Farming has continued to get bigger and more mechanized, and so there's less opportunities in farming itself, and often the opportunities for higher education or for going to the military would draw people out of that community, and many of them who leave don't come back. Some dating sites want to make finding love a little easier for people living in rural areas, like the popular dating site Farmers Only. City folks just don't get it. Farmers Only is a niche online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and rural people to connect and has attracted over 10 million members since it launched in 2005. 
Michael Gober is the marketing manager of Farmers Only. He says, despite the name, the dating site is meant for people with similar small town values to find each other more easily. They want somebody who is accepting of their lifestyle, somebody who's accepting of their work ethic and their work-life balance, and wants to make a life together in rural America. For some, that might mean driving long distances in order to date. I was always kind of an out-of-town girlfriend kind of guy. That's Chris Dowling. He's 30 and recently married. He says he met his wife on the dating app Bumble while visiting some friends in Oklahoma City. He would drive about three hours from his family's farm to visit her in the city for every date. Before he was married, he says he'd look for relationships outside of his hometown of Alva because he wasn't really interested in dating people he had known since the second grade. If I wanted to explore a dating pool in Alva, there's going to have to be, you know, the same people. I guess it was easier to date outside of what my norm would be, right? He and his wife, Kendall, currently live in a suburb of Oklahoma City. But he says he dreams of moving back to his hometown with his wife one day to raise their future kids on the farmland he loves and grew up on. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Excaret Nunez. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. Thanks for listening this week. Of course, you can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.